there is an ancient legend of a place known as the City of the Dead. They call it the doorway to hell. Where the earliest pharaohs were said to have hidden the wealth of Egypt. They came to uncover its secrets. Mummies, my good son. This is where they made the mummies. They sought to unlock its treasure. And then there was light. Oh, boy. What they did... Oh, my God. It does exist. I think this may be the Book of the Dead. ...was unleash a force unlike any the world has ever known. You must not read from the book! This one! What the occasion calls for it! Trust me! It calls for it! Universal Pictures invites you... This powers are growing. What? This just keeps getting better and better. ...to experience the adventure... It appears he's already chosen his human sacrifice. ...that will live forever. Go! Listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of Mystery Teen Girl Theater 9000. Guess who's back? Back again. <laughs> Uh, we should really come up with, uh, like everybody calls Mystery Science Theater 3000, MST3K or something. Shouldn't we do, M- what would it be, MTGT? I don't know. Let's not try to overcomplicate ourselves. <laughs> Let's just go with would it. Would it be easier? Would it, I'm just saying, would it be easier if we went with a shorter, No. if we abbreviated it? No, because no? we have to remember an acronym and I'm not good at that, so... Dude, acronyms are how you remember... Like, Roy G. Bibb? Isn't that like... Roy G. Bibb, Dad. Is it Biv? It's Biv. Okay. Violet is a color. Okay, acronyms. It's not Violet. Calm down. <laughs> acronyms. You're you're right. Acronyms are, are worthless. And I was going to say, like, hey, come on. Everybody remembers Roy that. I remember this thing. Roy G. Bibb. The thing with bibs. You're right. Dad, there's no point in even sending you to school anymore. I'm... Allowing you to stay home and I will homeschool you. Or I will teach you all about Roy G. Bibb. <laughs> okay. And then you'll never get a job anywhere. <laughs> um, so today's film. The Mummy. From 1999. Yeah, so I know there's a couple people that immediately freaked out and thought we were talking about the Tom Cruise Mummy movie that just came out this year. But no, that is not no, the case. As much as I want to watch that. Do you? I do. I'm curious as to what you... It's Tom Cruise, dude. I'm curious. You, like, you still want to do that even after this one? Well, yeah, because this movie, oh. because it was made in 1999, has like awful graphics in it, and the new one was made na- na- like now, so it's nice. <sighs> Bro, looking. it's not about the graphics. I know, but it would be more pleasing to look at. It's not about the visual effects. Uh, so this is directed by Stephen Summer, starring Brendan Fraser, Rachel Wise, John Hanna, Arnold Vosloo. 
Uh, um, amongst many, many, many more, a bunch of uh, Jonathan Hyde, Kevin J. O'Connor. Yeah, but those are nobody. Nobody. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about those guys. They're way on the end of the. They're way on the bottom of the list for a reason. Uh, so this is the first movie of three. Well, okay, so there are three movies in this particular franchise, but it also uh, spurned a spinoff film. Do you know what the spinoff movie was? The Scorpion King. That's right. With The Rock. <laughs> Which was actually better than The Rock's appearance in The Mummy 2. The Mummy 2 is okay. The Rock makes everything better. The Mummy 2 is okay, but if you thought the visual effects did not hold up well in this movie, it's stunningly how much worse they are in the second movie, which was made at a later date than like this film. Mortal Kombat terrible? Or... Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty bad. The Rock... So, The Rock is the Scorpion King in that second movie, and we see him as just like The Rock, like in his full he's human just, form just figure. In, he's just The Rock as himself. Well, no, but I mean, he's like... <laughs> His human person is on ancient Egypt. His human person is on screen. Yes, and later on in the movie, because it's like in a flashback, mm-hmm. and later on in the movie, you see like the returned from the dead Scorpion King, and it's like some giant CGI scorpion, but it's got like the rock's head on it. That sounds awful. It looks worse than it sounds. Even it's. Like, can I Google it? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll pull it up right now, and you can and see it. Uh, Genuinely curious as to how this looks, because it sounds really bad. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Um, yeah, that's what he looked like. Oh, dear. I mean, it looks like a, you know, it looks like a video game. Yeah. Video game graphics. It looks like something you'd fight in God of War. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good look. He looked like this earlier in the movie. I mean, that's, so that's cool. That works better. But then he ended up looking like that. Yeah, then he looks like a PlayStation 2 cutscene. Uh, <laughs> Which with, is not something you want. With only slightly better facial animation. So, uh, the whole point of this podcast is to pick a movie that you have not seen before that I think you would like. Mm-hmm. So, what I learned before we watched this movie is that while you had not seen it, you had heard from some friends of yours that have seen this movie that this was awful. I have heard that this movie was terrible from a number of people, yes. Okay, so you watched it, and what do you think? Do you like the movie, yes or no? I mean, if I'm being honest, it was a little too, like, stereotypically adventurous. You know what I mean? Like, it just... No, I don't. What do you mean? No, it... It felt like everyone's gonna hate me for this, but it felt okay. it felt like it felt like one of those things that you know I've I've definitely really I've definitely seen stuff like that before though, right? Like it's very um like you know what I mean like kind it's, of? it's 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 basic is what I'm saying. <laughs> So you're saying this is an average action movie? Yes, it is not, uh, like, because, you know, it has a very basic action plot. Okay, but did you have fun watching the movie? I had fun watching it, but, you know. So would this be, I liked it more than I was expecting based off of what my friends said? I mean, this is more of a, I enjoyed it for 
what it was. <laughs> no. Right, but did you like watch it and Okay, so here's the thing. Your friend said it was awful. Now I don't think it was awful. Okay, I was gonna say like awful is a strong not, word. I'm just saying it's not a movie that I would watch repeatedly. Okay. <laughs> um I upon watching this a second time <clears throat> well, not a second time. I've watched this movie more than twice, but like six hundred times. Upon, I should say, upon rewatching this movie again, I haven't watched it in a while. Mm. Um, I have seen the Tom Cruise Mummy movie, mm. and I would describe that movie movie. movie. I describe that movie. Dad can speak, everyone. I would leave me alone. I would describe <laughs> that. I'm having a rough day, obviously. Roy G. Bibb movies. I. Uh, Anyway. I need to calm down. I would describe the Tom Cruise, the new Mummy movie, the one that's part of the dark universe that they started before they've even started it. Yes. I would describe that movie pretty much how you described this movie. Oh. It's... Basic. It's okay. There's nothing really amazing in it. Uh-huh. Tom Cruise isn't the Mummy, but it's really his movie. But he's not... And the same is similar with this movie. Like, the the mummy is in the movie. Mm-hmm. More than the mummy is in the new movie, by the way. But this one, like the Tom Cruise movie, is really more about Brendan Fraser and Rachel Wise and their adventure. The same is kind of true about Tom Cruise, but it's... I'll tell you what, watching this movie gave me a whole new appreciation. This was so much more fun than the Tom Cruise movie. And lighthearted, and there were jokes. The jokes were still good. Mm-hmm. There were like comedy bits in here. Like this is a movie made in 1999, a few a few years before you were even born. A few. Yeah, a yeah. few years before you were even born. And you were giggling at the jokes, and I was giggling at jokes. There was still good stuff in here, and there was good action. I mean, it, 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 at the time in 1999, this was like a great action movie. Now. In 1999, everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Well, I mean, it didn't, like, it didn't change film history. It's not like The Matrix or <laughs> something like that. It lives. It's not like The Matrix or anything. But people watch this and they're like, oh my god, what a great time at the movie theater. You know, so, yes, a lot of films have followed in the footsteps of movies like this. And eventually the market got oversaturated and they started doing different types of action movies. Mm-hmm. But this sort of stuff... Oh, it's, it's, I wish, (laughs) I wish this movie never existed and the Tom Cruise movie was this instead. And they debuted this, this year with like better CGI or something, because this was just so much more fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I want to watch the second one now to see if that one still kind of holds up. The third one is terrible. I've never even made it through the third one. It was bad. They, they recast, uh, Rachel Wise who played Evie. They recast her in the third in the third movie. Really? Yeah, she's not in the third movie, and the mummy is more of like a, I don't even is like a, they do some sort of like Ming Dynasty Chinese like they're like like Egypt mummies. We did we've done those twice, so we got to think of a new thing. And they went to like China and did. Yeah, it was I, like the third Ninja Turtles movie. Oh boy! Where they traveled in time, they traveled to like feudal Japan. Yeah, that's exactly turtles what happened. Turtles riding horses in samurai armor. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> there with, were turtles riding horses well, in samurai armor. Okay, not literally. It's not literally what happened, <laughs> but like that's the turn like the mummy movies took. 
Uh, and it was weird and nobody liked it. And it was kind of like the death of the franchise until they did um, this, uh, this here reboot. This here newfangled reboot. Yeah. So the CGI. What what about the CGI? Because look, I'm not going to argue with you that some of the CGI definitely does not hold up. Yeah. But some stuff still looked pretty good to me. What stuff didn't look good to you? Um. You should be closer to the microphone, not further away. From um. Me. Not that close. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of stuff was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, the animation of the mummies was really awesome. Well, at least I thought it was. <laughs> but I think, like... Because there were times where the animation of the mummies was cool, and then there were other times where I'm like, really? That that's what you're doing with this? Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, what they were doing with it back then looked incredible. You have to imagine, like, there was a time where Atari 2600 games looked, like, incredible. Like, oh my god... Or uh, when Nintendo released their first baseball game. And it's just pixels and like, boop, 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 like when they hit the ball. But people are like, oh my god, it's just like baseball. It's just like real life. They look right. so human. Or like when 16-bit games came out and then N64 came out. People were like, oh my god, things have never looked so good. You know, like now you kind of giggle at them because we have a PlayStation 4 and those games look really good. They'll probably become. There will probably come a time when those games look outdated graphically as well. So yes. you got to think in 1999 terms, these looked great. Yes, but definitely. we're looking at them with 2017 eyes. I was going to say, and we're some, not in 1999. Yes, I know that. I'm just saying. So you can't say like that's what you were trying to do, because you know what they were doing back then was like revolutionary the high, technology. Well, like it was. Pro- it wasn't exactly cutting edge. But it was, like, top-notch for, like, 1999. Mm. Um, I think, to be honest, I think the mummy stuff, where it's, like, the mummy monster-looking thing, where it's, like, the bones and all that stuff. Yeah, that, that was cool. I thought sometimes it looked good, and sometimes it looked really bad. Yeah. And... Like, <laughs> can, I, I, can I just say the animation of, like, Emotep's face in, like, that cloud of sand... Gave me weird vibes. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, that, it was really weird. What's really strange is like when it comes to CGI particles and things like that, like water and sand, or some of the things we mastered first. But like the particles in these movies, like the sand doesn't look quite right. The sand looked like it looked like yellow dust. Like it didn't look like sand. Yeah, um, like when they're trying to bring. Anaxinamoon back to life. Mm-hmm. Or like when he gets brought back to life, there's like that black The watery of, thing. Yeah, yeah, and it comes out like... It tries yeah. like That looked just like computer-generated jello. Like it didn't look yeah. watery it like or... slime. Not even really good slime, though. It looked like... <laughs> com- like I didn't know you had a slime rating system. <laughs> well, I mean, slime looks slimy, and it didn't. It looked like it had the consistency of, like, slime, but it looked like it was, you know, computer graphics. Mm-hmm. Which, at the time, people bought, but with 2017 eyes, that sort of stuff didn't really hold up. Um, actually, you know what I think the thing that looks the best is the... They did, like, the facial CGI on Arnold Vosloo, who played uh, Emotep. 
Like, they had the bit where it's, like, almost his whole entire face. Yes, and there's, like, the... But there's, like, a patch of his cheek where there's, like, skin... Skin... And thing. bones, and... Yeah, that stuff... I mean, and it looked... And that, like, scarab crawls up through his face. Yeah, it looks a little rubbery a little bit, but, yeah, I mean, it's not too bad for, like, 1999. You can look past it, though, because the action is kind of fun, and the yes. dialogue is really witty, and... That scene on the boat, though, and, like... It just starts out with one guy, and then all of a sudden, like, five seconds pass, and then the entire boat's on fire. <laughs> yeah, it very quickly escalates. <laughs> that escalated very quickly. And it, um, you know, it's one of those movies that, I, I hate the phrase, it doesn't take itself too seriously, so I'm not going to use that, but it's, um, it's the type of movie where the characters realize they're in a silly mummy movie, and it's okay to, like, take silly concepts seriously. I don't have a problem with that, but... Um, you got to do it right, and this movie was like Brendan Fraser knew he was his character knew he was in like a mummy movie somehow. He was never overly terrified. He was always kind of cool and witty. Even and whenever in, anything happened and the wind blew, he's like, "That happens a lot around here." Yeah, it was self aware. Uh, Breaking the fourth wall, kind of a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I'd say it was like putting. I would say it's like putting cracks in the fourth wall. Like, they're not really breaking it down, but... Slightly damaging the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some, like, water damage to it. Uh, <laughs> some mold growth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rabbits keep eating the walls. It's not structurally... Cockroaches are within. Yeah, it's not a structurally sound wall. But, uh, <laughs> you know, so I like it. It was. It didn't take itself way too seriously. Uh, like, the so the Scorpion King movie that spun off from these... Um, that was supposed to be a big movie franchise too, until this kind of flopped. Uh, they have made a bunch of Scorpion King movies, but they were like all directed DVD, and The Rock was only in the first one. Uh, <laughs> they couldn't get The Rock for any of the other ones. No, and this was like at the start of The Rock's career, so this tells you like kind of how quickly the franchise was killed off after the second movie, because they're like, oh man, we've got to do more of these uh, Scorpion King movies. The they, it did pretty well, and The Rock was really popular. And he was kind of like this burgeoning actor in Hollywood. So uh, they're like, oh, we can't wait. And then uh, the franchise kind of fell off a cliff and all those Scorpion King movies. like, hey, I gotta go wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I got better things to do, like fake fight in my <laughs> underwear. Um, so he went and did that instead uh, for a while. Uh, so let's talk about... Do you have a favorite character in this film? I actually have... Quite a bit. Do you have a favorite character? A favorite character? Yeah, somebody that you were like, this person's my favorite. That's why I said favorite character. <laughs> Why'd you have to say it in that voice? I don't know. Um. Or who stuck out to you as the best? Who was like a memorable? Yeah, a memorable performance. I mean, I would say um, Brendan Fraser's character, but at the Rick O'Connell. Yes, but at yeah. the same time, he's the main character, so that's kind of a given. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think he does really good. Like, if you know, like know the like the backstory of like Brendan Fraser, I don't know if he was necessarily. I think this was supposed to like sort of kickstart his action movie career. I think like he had done some other roles, like he was in like Encino Man, where he played like a caveman mm. <laughs> with like Pauly Shore. Um, so he wasn't exactly known as like a big action star. I think this was sort of like his push to be like a big action star. Mm. Um, <clears throat> it never actually really worked for him. I don't think. I don't think it really took off. But 
like in this movie, I thought he was like really good. Like he yeah. wasn't quite Indiana Jones mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like but Dean Winchester, but yeah, you know what I, you know what I kept thinking watching this. It's like, oh, if Brendan Fraser was like young now, he could have been like Nathan Drake in an Uncharted movie yeah. or something. He even has like the same kind of like gun holsters, like the under the arm gun the holsters. Same just outfit in general. Yeah, kind of same attitude, roguish attitude. But yeah, I feel like um, he sticks out pretty well in this movie. But to me, he works best because of the comedic sidekick, sort of, slash frenemy. Hmm, ben. uh, Benny was awesome. Like, he provided for yes, like a lot of the, the comedy bits. I mean, they, they did like a lot of like physical like slapsticky stuff where he just like throws him off a boat or throws him off a camel. But they have like a lot of yeah. like quippy dialogues back and forth. Um, lots of witty banter. Yeah, yeah, lots of witty banter. I mean, they're frenemies, so they're kind of on opposite sides. But he never goes out of his way. Uh, Rick never goes out of his way to like hurt him or kill him. Although when they're about to be sealed into the tomb, and he realizes Benny, he tries to save Benny, yeah, he but then him. he realizes he can't. He's just like, "Bye, Benny." <laughs> Peace out, fam. <laughs> he kind of just moves on. Um, although, to be fair, Benny did have it coming. Um, and I like Rachel Wise in this movie. She's pretty good as well. Yes. Playing Evie. 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 From e- Wally. Eva. She does not play Eva in Wally. But um, yeah, I like her too. There's like all the background characters. John Hanna, who plays her brother, um, Jonathan. He was great. Must have been a stretch. Go from your name to playing a character with your name, but he was really good. Um, I wish I could remember the name of the British pilot guy, Winston. He's like in here for two scenes, but he's he was, lit. He was awesome. Don't say that. <laughs> <sighs> We're trying to attract that millennial audience. Lit with trendy words. Bay uh, fleek. You're gonna listen to this when you're older. I'm gonna hate myself if I listen to this. <laughs> yeah. for uh, but this is good. Um, I gave, I think I gave the Tom Cruise Mummy movie like a like a three and a quarter or like three and a half, maybe. Mm. What would you give Brendan Fraser's The Mummy from 1999 <laughs> on a one to five scale? Wow, so you would rank it where I ranked that Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Um, I would give this at least a four. Mm. <laughs> Even using 2017 eyes. Uh, but I'm just strictly comparing it to the Tom Cruise Mummy movie, which was fine, but it's not what I would... I would have preferred this to start off my my franchise of films, if that's what Universal is intent on doing. But... Uh, they did not. They went with that Tom Cruise picture. This would have been preferable, I think. Um, so before we head on out of here, it is time to thank a sponsor. Yay. Today's sponsor, Fandango. So Fandango, great place to buy yourself some movie tickets or yes. pre-order your movie tickets or... To buy yourself or a loved one gift cards, which can be then redeemed Yay. for movie tickets. 
Um, it's awesome. Uh, every time you use our link, cinemageekly.com slash Fandango, or click the Fandango link at the top of the page on cinemageekly.com, and you shop Fandango using that link, we get a kickback. Even on uh, individual ticket orders, we get like a tiny little kickback on individual tickets. So please use that link. Go see yourself a movie uh, coming out soon. We've got uh, It... The remake of Stephen King's It. Coming out it. on Friday, September 8th. Yep, that's coming out soon, so you can pre-order tickets for that. Um, Hitman's Bodyguard is in theaters right now. Annabelle Creation. Yep, Logan Lucky. Tulip uh, Fever. Oh, Tulip Fever is... That, that That would have to be pre-ordered. And there's going to be uh, screenings. The 40th anniversary of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, which is awesome. On if Friday, pe- September 1st. Yeah, those are pre-orders. Uh, people should totally go see that, by the way, if you've never seen Close Encounters. It's a classic sci-fi movie. Also, if uh, you've got an IMAX around town, uh, Friday, September 1st, they're going to be showing Marvel's Inhumans, which is going to be an ABC show. But they shot a lot of it, I think, in IMAX, including the pilot, or the first couple of episodes are all shot in IMAX, and they're having an exclusive screening on IMAX screens Yay! before the show airs on television. Are we going to go see that? No, we don't have an IMAX near us, unfortunately. No. I would love to go see an, go see something in an IMAX, but we'd, we would have to drive far to get to the nearest IMAX. We have the, uh, we have the Fomax screens uh-huh. in our local mall theater, where they're very big screens, uh, but they are not quite IMAX-sized screens. Um, but just because we can't go see them, Kayla, doesn't mean other people shouldn't go see them. Yes, you should definitely go see it. And I think if you do, you should order your tickets from Fandango. And if you're going to do that, I suggest you do that by going to cinemageekly.com slash Fandango and using our link. Use the link. Buy the tickets. Put food in a child's mouth. We're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> she sounded fine all throughout the podcast, but... Now when it comes to... It was all a ruse. <laughs> yes, she was putting on a face for everybody. She couldn't wait any longer. I force her to do these podcasts just so we can milk some money out of you, he the keeps listener. Me, he keeps me locked up. Help. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> he doesn't. It's a, that, was, that was a ruse. Relax all of your phone calls to the police. It's okay. <laughs> that was not true. Um... <laughs> All right, Kayla, so before we take off, I should note that you should go check out this show, the archives of which reside at cinemageekly.com, and you can check out all the other shows we have going on as well. There are a bunch of them. They're all equally wonderful. Many of them are coming back. Some of them are on a break for a little bit. Many of them are coming back. Uh, So keep your eyes and ears peeled there. And this show, like all of those shows, is available on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search for Mystery Teen Girl Theater 9000 or just Mystery Teen Girl and hit the subscribe button and get the new episodes whenever Kayla decides to tell me we're going to record them. Once a month. Once a month. I think, look, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to click this now and I think it's been more than a month. It's been more than a month. It's been more than a month? Yeah. It's... No. Yeah, we're now... Yeah, it's August. Yeah. It's been a month. Mm, are we push? I think we're pushing it. Shut up. We're pushing it a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
So whenever Kayla tells us we're going to do a new podcast, that's when we're going to do one. But you should subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. So this way, whenever she makes up her mind as to when we're going to do one, the episode will be downloaded. You don't even have to like try to find out when it's going to be. Why are you roasting me like this? It'll just show up. <laughs> I'm throwing you under the bus because this is your show, essentially. You're in charge of when we do episodes. So <laughs> Yeah, this is my show. You're not allowed to roast me on my show. <laughs> I apologize. Um, so yeah, that is the show for this month. That is the show for this month. <laughs> okay. And I do have multiple ideas in store for future episodes. So until then, for Kayla, I am Anthony. We will be back next month with more MGTGTGIF. Stop trying, Dad. <laughs> Friday. 9,000.